I actually wrote in my notes, pretty much every German industry was bent to the will of the Nazi party. Might as well say that the dark agenda of the cobbler is to make it so Nazis don't get ouchies on their feetsies on their way to mass murder. <laughs> 11% of the cobblers joined the SS. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Proof that shoes are big Nazis. <laughs> they also, and I, you gotta love the irony of this, they like, they use their training in psychiatry to make propaganda films. And I wrote in my notes, Oh, really? Psychiatry and industry of death? Are we coming out against <laughs> propaganda films now? <laughs> Welcome back to God Awful Movies, where each week we watch another terrible movie so you don't have to. I'm your host, Heath Enright, and I'm joined by the adorable scamp of podcasting, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how's it going? Did I do that? Wow, that's not, okay. Urkel reference. Is that not my new? <laughs> Family matters. Everyone who's back hurts loves Nailed that Nailed it. <laughs> Topical. And we also have veteran masochist and person whose teeth, I'm pretty sure I can hear gnashing already, Cara Santa Maria. Cara, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's teeth gnashing and that noise. It's how it usually starts, but like extra <laughs> This time, I feel like because of what you're about to learn, Kara, what are we going to be breaking down today? (sighs) (laughs) That was the longest sigh before the title. Mm -hmm. And we've had some long ones. Nice. Yeah, this episode's going to get booted from iTunes because of how long that sigh is. (laughs) We're going to hit our silence marker and not be on iTunes anymore. So um, Eli originally picked a different movie and then did a switcheroo on me, which was exciting. Yeah. We watched Psychiatry, an industry of death. Death, Um, death, death. Yeah. It's a, quote, documentary produced by the, (laughs) quote, Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which is not what it sounds like. It's actually a front group. Fully funded by the Church of Scientology to push an anti-psychiatry agenda. Yeah, it is. That's correct. Also, some exciting news before we start. Carrie, you just recently published a book in the field, a field that gets revealed as a giant hoax in this very serious documentary. (laughs) Do you want to tell us about your book of lies before we get going? Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. So, um... Fellow evildoer, Dr. Stephen Hopp, who is a licensed psychologist <laughs> and professor at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, Hoax. and I. Yep, yeah, yep. I'm doing air quotes while she's yep. saying all these. Don't worry, I got it covered. <laughs> licensed psychologist. <laughs> professor. That's what you sound like. So, uh, Illinois. <laughs> so the two of us co-edited a new book called Pseudoscience and Therapy, A Skeptical Field Guide. It's a collection of writings from other evil experts in the field. And it's meant to help readers learn about interventions that are supported by evidence, but also those that aren't, and how to prevent harm. You know, it's like what this movie could have done, but (laughs) didn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're like the good universe twin of this movie. (laughs) And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well... If you love passive-aggressive fights about a remark you made three Thanksgivings ago, but you wish it was about the validity of medical science instead, (laughs) and brought to you by the Earth's second dumbest religion, you will love this movie. Wait, it's the second dumbest? Scientology? What's the top? Yeah, Mormonism is the... Mormonism top? Okay, that's the dumbest one. We win. That's fair. Congratulations. My upbringing. (laughs) We win. (laughs) Look. 
Mormonism's the look, I, I love me some Scientology, but Mormonism's the only religion that has a story in the religion about, oh yeah, what if I hide those pages? Can you reproduce them? No. Yeah. Come on. Like look, we gotta credit where credit's due. <laughs> but really I thought you were gonna say psychiatry instead of <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could definitely argue about this for a while, but but we won't. But we won't. All right. Well, that's official one and two on the rankings anyway. <laughs> and uh Eli, would you like to do a long, angry preamble that we don't normally do in our format right now? I would, Keith. Great. I would. Thank you. You have the floor. Thank you. So as Kara mentioned, this movie is made by the very official sounding Citizens Commission on Human Rights, but that is nothing. It's just the Church of Scientology with a fancy name. A fact that Wikipedia backs up with nine citations, like they're trying to calculate the exponential size of the universe or some shit. And you might be asking yourself, Eli, what does the Church of Scientology have against psychiatry? Well, the answer is twofold. First and foremost, L. Ron Hubbard, their prophet slash guru guy, was a paranoid schizophrenic. Like, that was a medical condition he had. And he was actually totally fine with psychiatry for most of his life. He requested one from the VA when he got out of the army. He worked in a mental hospital for a while and wrote and spoke highly of the psychiatrist there. But then he had a really terrible episode and his wife's psychiatrist recommended that he be committed for his paranoid schizophrenia. And then he decided that psychiatry was his enemy and demonstrated how sane he was by kidnapping said wife and their daughter. <laughs> and running like a do. pirate ship thing. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally, this is the beginning of the pirate ship times. <laughs> Which brings me to the second reason Scientologists don't like psychiatry, because Elrond didn't just, like, have a grudge against psychiatry. Dianetics and auditing, the robot handjob alien purging thing that Scientologists do, that was meant to replace psychiatry. That's not an exaggeration what Eli just said about yeah. that. It's supposed to be the new thing. And that's ridiculous to everybody to think that you could replace it with the robot hand jobs, except Scientologists still very much think that's going to happen and are happy to repeat that there are 10 Scientologists for every psychologist at literally any opportunity. And I point this out for a couple of reasons. One, if you find yourself agreeing with Scientologists about literally anything, it should be a pretty big red flag for you. But two, as Kara's book points out, psychiatry, like all things, requires skeptical intervention. We need smart people like Kara and Dr. Fake Name from Southern <laughs> Fake State to examine like flaws and biases and problematic aspects of society. But we do not need Scientology propaganda to do it. And so that's why we're here today. Religion's not involved in anything Eli was just talking about. Correct. <laughs> yes. And I feel like... If it's okay, if I may interject for just a second to point out I wish one thing care. the film doesn't do. <laughs> what did you just say, Eli? <laughs> Nothing good. Just, Go ahead. What did he say, Heath? What did he say? <laughs> he said, said, I, I wish, wish you wouldn't you would. when you asked to interject. <laughs> Wait, I feel like this is important for a handful of people listening. No, you're absolutely interjecting here. That's happening. <laughs> okay. It's locked so, in. I'm editing this. What is the, okay, I feel like we should make sure that we specify or clarify the difference between psychiatry and psychology because they just make it all seem like it's the same thing. They do, yeah. They use those words real interchangeably. Really interchangeably, in right? Like Those are the same. What are you talking about? <laughs> Say the two words that you're saying are different. 
Psychiatry. Right. Psychology. You said the same. Mm. <laughs> this is like a, this is the gold yellow dress thing, right? Agree to disagree. Go ahead. One. Yeah, exactly. So I'm training to be a psychologist, a clinical psychologist, which means I'm getting my PhD. I did not go to medical school. Not an MD. Okay. Not an MD. Psychiatrists are MDs. Psychiatrists have an MD. Yes. And they have okay. prescriptive authority. Got it. Allegedly. Psychologists are PhDs or PsyDs and they do talk therapy only. So you're not going to be able to give us drugs. So you could do 9-11. <laughs> well, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Last thing we'll, we'll get there. As we get we'll into it. All right. Yeah. Is there anything that y'all would like to nominate this quote, movie, documentary, whatever, for being the best at being the worst at? Best, worst, complete and total fucking destruction of my YouTube algorithm as if it was oh, yeah, standing before. <laughs> yeah. Welcome Goodbye. to the club. Any hope I may have had. Yeah, but guys, you... No, you're not working on being a psychologist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I disagree, Kara. Maybe this was my first step. <laughs> I had some hope for finding legitimate content about the actual field I work in, but fuck it. <laughs> We're literally writing this script in Google Drive right now. It's all the same company. They know sure everything. Is. We're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah. You're fu Just don't do anything wrong. And you're finding <laughs> more content for our podcast. <laughs> okay. I was going to go with best worst. Just do your movie and tell us about your religion magic. And they never <laughs> do. Nope. They're just shitting on psychiatry the whole time. And I'm like, okay, well, so do you suggest volcano demons instead? <laughs> I want to hear about that. But they never do. They edge Scientology for two <laughs> so hours. And we so never hard. get to Scientology. Yeah. Obnoxious. Just ran out of credits. It's the worst. And I'm going to go with best worst. And they're making healthcare expensive. Okay, so... In a movie that literally makes the claim that the essential character of psychiatry is to be a child rapist, they will get diverted several times by saying, and by the way, they're driving up your health insurance premiums too. Just I want to point out that. <laughs> economic look at this graph. Yeah. That's a weird contrast. Six and one, half a dozen, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, this is a lot. I think we're going to need a quick break before we get going. And then we'll be back to tell you all about psychiatry. Kara's Big Lie. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to the first ever meeting of science. I mean, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. Oh, so official sounding. Nice. Nobody has the ability to Google. Nope. Nope. Right, right. So quick reminder, our goal is to move people away from psychiatry and towards auditing. Uh, yeah, auditing is the thing where... You hold the metal dicks, right? Yeah, metal dicks, and then someone mm -hmm. moves a dial for no reason. Exactly. We want people to be down for that, if you know what I'm saying. That's got to be pretty easy, right? Isn't auditing just like talk therapy? You would think that. Yes, you would think that. But no, the uh, combination of the staggering lack of training we give auditors actually makes it much worse than talk therapy. Yeah, and that's not counting when it's used to punish people, which they're like, Tons of records of us doing. So, Hundreds of hours. We so don't let much. people sleep. It's a lot. Okay, okay. So we need to convince people that psychiatry is worse than holding metal dicks that do nothing. Worse than nothing, yeah. but yes, yeah. Right, but psychiatry is just the field of mental health medicine. We can't lump all of psychiatry together in the name of branding. Mm, actually, we very much can. Yeah, that's the plan. But how, though? We're looking for a how. Right. Hmm. Well, I mean, we could say that psychiatry, the field of medicine. Yes. Did the Holocaust mm. and racism. 
Ooh, nice. You are a genius. We should open a museum right now. All right. Y'all ready for the Sparkle Donkey tequila ad? Nice. Sparkle Donkey tequila? Oh, yeah. They sponsored our Seattle live show. So we like to just throw them an ad now and then. Really great product, too. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So this is the copy here? Yeah. Yeah, right there. Heath, tell her the, tell her the thing. Dude, if you want to talk to her about it, you do it. I don't want to talk yeah, to her. Hello. About Guys, I'm right here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Eli thinks you sometimes read the ad copy like wrong or something, is what he said. It's just a bit lackluster is all. It's, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're giving it your all. Oh. You know? You have notes. Cool. So, hey, Eli, uh, remind me about all the TV shows that you have hosted before? Wow. Punching down, Kara. Yeah, well, you're not very tall. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was pretty funny. Good burn, Kara. But can we just read the copy? Fine. Yeah, Fine. sure. Okay. <clears throat> so, hey, Eli, what you drinking? Oh, hey, Kara. Just this ordinary tequila. What? Why would you drink that when you could drink Sparkle Donkey? Sparkle Donkey tequila? What's that? Well, after the legal troubles of their raccoon urine giveaway this year, Sparkle Donkey tequila is better than ever. With four enticing flavors, there's never been a better time to buy it. That's right. Sparkle Donkey comes in cinnamon, anejo, silver, and reposado, none of which are raccoon urine. Never raccoon urine. Sparkle Donkey tequila. We're really, really sorry about the raccoon urine thing. Nice. Well done. Well done. Yeah, good job. You guys have weird sponsors. For the record, I was in two pilot readings in college, Kara, two of them. Oh, yeah? What channel were they on? You are. You are a channel. Sick burn. <laughs> and we're back. And we're going to start with people getting stamped on their forehead with the name of a condition from psychiatry and then handed medicine to help that, but menacingly to <laughs> yeah. introduce the movie. Ooh. Not easy to make. Here's medicine you need to survive look ominous, but damn it, the CCHR is trying their best. They tried. Yeah. And they say there's an $80 billion a year industry with a death rate of 42,000 people. Again, a year. And they're talking about psychiatry, I think. Yeah. Which doesn't sound right. No citation there. Yeah. yeah. So I looked this up. The only source I can find for the claim is cchr.org. That's the people who made this movie. But when they cite it, they do cite a different page of their own website. So, you know, this has been vetted. This has been vetted. Well, you can't thoroughly. start with IBID, guys. You have to start with <laughs> for IBID to make any sense. Yikes. Okay, so they give you that stat, which they clearly made up. And then it says, who's next? And um, Kara, who is next? I feel like you know. All of us. All of us? Yes, I think so. Okay, great. Do you have a list of the people that you're brainwashing with your magic? <laughs> you have to tell or do us. you just sort of, do you wing it? Do you wing just it? All of the people, I think. Okay, yeah, we're all the susceptible. And then we get a, a news montage of little like half second clips with scary science words about mental health and like <laughs> sepia tone people to be scary again, but... It's just people doing nice things, like taking a walk with their dog and shit. Made no sense. Yeah, it's literally like they're trying to be earnest, but it reads like 
Charlie Brooker's Newswipe. Like, do you guys remember that show <laughs> where he taught like how to report the news? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like satire. This whole documentary is satire. It not. really, it does feel like a, a sketch. It's, <laughs> but it's not. Like it is, but it, they're really trying. They really You're believe really waiting ship. for the volcano aliens punchline and you don't get it. They really believe in volcano demons and they're going to shut the fuck up about it, but they really <laughs> do. Don't forget that throughout. We're disproving other people's beliefs today. Yeah. <laughs> other people's. <laughs> So that stupid montage cuts out and we get the word psychiatry with several actual death knell tones in the music <laughs> mm-hmm. at this moment. I love that it goes a little too long because it's like bong, bong, and the expert starts to speak and it's like bong again. <laughs> so stupid. So this is where we're going to get introduced to their like wall of talking heads. And at the beginning of the movie, I did like a bunch of research on everyone who came up because every person (laughs) was more crazy and insane than the last. I have one single note about this scene and I was like, stupid talking heads. And Eli went insane (laughs) and looked up every single one. And yeah, they are all wrong. So Eli, do you have any? Any ones in particular you want to talk about? Okay, we've got some wonderful horribles here that I do have to mention because they're going to come up a lot and I love them very much. So first is Dr. Jeffrey Schaller, who professionally writes books in defense of other white guys who have bad takes. Oh no. Like that is his, his job is to write books that are that is, it's a series called like In Defense of Blank and it's just him defending another white guy's bad take and fun fact, he's also an existential therapist, so he's basically the same as Kara. <laughs> I mean, it is true that I am an existential psychotherapist. That said, I have never heard of this guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not not really much influence there. And may I point out, Eli, that this whole scene is like straight out of the climate denier, flat earther, megalodon documentary playbook. <laughs> like, Absolutely. These are all, quote, experts, and they have like letters before and after their names. And It does seem like, because you point out a few and you've got more for us, a lot of them are, you know, the one kind of crank expert that they could talk to. But later, there are legitimate people that they just take wildly out of context. Yes. So that's fun, too. Well, the thing is, this movie will spend the majority of its time, and we'll talk about it, just talking about, like, truly hundreds of years ago history and being like, that's psychiatry for you. <laughs> so they did manage to trick a few like historians and legitimate journalists in who were mm-hmm. like, well, I did write a book about the mental asylums of the 14th century. I'm sure this is just a good, good old fashioned documentary, but we're not on them yet. Now we're on Dr. Thomas Cezaz. <laughs> yeah, he's all over this thing. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure this dude had this name just so you couldn't Google him and his opinions. (laughs) He is huge in the anti-psychiatry world. If you spent any time in the anti-psychiatry loony circles of the Internet, you will hear from this guy constantly. He did not believe that mental illnesses existed at all. In the early writings, he said that most of the people who are mentally ill are malingerers. Oh, no. Or faking it so that they don't have to work and can have drugs. But that wasn't super popular, so he changed his arguments to be that mental illness can't be an illness because it's not there in the body. Oh, yeah. We come back around to this a lot in this movie. We'll we'll talk about (laughs) that later. Isn't our face part of our body? I feel like that counts, (laughs) right? (laughs) The whole inside area of face, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
But my favorite part, my favorite Cezaz fun fact, and I love to bring this up to anti-psychiatry loons, is that Dr. Cezaz killed himself and so did his wife, which I know suicide isn't funny, but for a guy who was like, nobody needs psychiatry. And then he and his wife both killed themselves and the (sighs) defenders of Cezaz's work will be like, yeah, but he always said he was going to kill himself someday. So... Mental illness debunked, you know, he, he called it. I feel like he was faking it for attention, right? <laughs> wow, that's so fucked. Yeah. We're going to meet one other expert here who I love, Dr. Mark Filiday. <laughs> and I'm actually going to let him introduce himself from his bio on amenclinics.com. Dr. Filiday's approach is to find the root cause of a person's health problems, including metabolic, genetic, and environmental factors, and to treat those problems in as natural a way as possible by using targeted nutritional supplements, correcting hormone and metabolic imbalances, improving lifestyle and diet, and detecting and treating toxin exposure and infections like mold and Lyme disease. Yikes. So that's the the level of talent we're working with here in the uh, psychiatry industry of death documentary tip of the iceberg does anybody know who actually narrated this documentary because it sounds like a parody of the guy who does all of the movie yes promos. It, it sounds like a parody <laughs> of the voice guy for in sure world. it's like in, in the world. world yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where people fake mental illness that guy imitator on fiverr yes a little bit let's get ready to rumble guy too a little bit of that sure. mm-hmm. yeah bruce buffer thing okay so we got a bunch of talking heads you heard about a few of them we'll get a bunch more and then we get testimonials from people who got diagnosed with different things, which is evil, according to the movie. And they're, it's just showing people who, like, got a diagnosis. Yeah. So, again, the point that they're trying to make here is that if a doctor doesn't get the complex diagnosis of mental illness, many of which are layered and complex, on their very first try, that entire field of medicine isn't real. Right, right. Yeah. And they try to make that point by basically doing that ultra- snippety, extra edited, out of context kind of thing. Like, did you guys feel like this whole first section of the film was like those old promos for Mad Men? Do you remember those? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, next time on Mad Men, an industry of death. He said, I said, what did I say? I didn't say. He said, did he say that? Like, what am I watching? Nobody's saying anything. One guy actually says, I think this is the exact quote. There's not one shred of evidence demonstrating that anything called mental illness is a brain disease or a biochemical (laughs) imbalance. It's all fraud. That sounds wrong to me. I don't know anything about this, but I feel like a lot of wrong was in there, right? It's wrong, yeah. Right. And we should point out that this sentence is amaze on purpose, but what he means is there's no proof that mental illnesses are literal diseases of the brain, which... They're not, right? Right, which is not what anybody's claiming they are. They're syndromes. Right. No one ever claimed they're like cirrhosis of the liver, but that's an an idiotic way to understand illness. That would be like saying heart arrhythmias don't exist because there's no specific disease of the heart to point to. Right. Yeah. Like there's no mental illness because you didn't catch it. Like I I don't understand. We can't see it under a Petri dish. And it's so sad because they're having all these kids and parents like, crying and talking about how horrible their lives are. They're like capitalizing on this terrible tragedy 
to pretend that it doesn't exist. But the weird thing is, it's all experts. Like, throughout this film, it's all a bunch of psychiatrists who are like, psychiatry isn't real. And I'm left asking, what is your job then? (laughs) Thank you. What do you do at work? I'm so confused. They they have a guy come on screen and be like, how do you even evaluate if someone's sick or cured in psychiatry? And again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I was like, I don't know, do your fucking job. You're a psychiatrist, according to Chiron. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Also, this is where they claim one billion people are mentally ill. One billion. So like 12.5% of people in the world, which I don't don't know, it seemed low to me or I don't know what they were trying to say, whether that was too low for them or too high. Later, they say 450 million, like multiple times. So yeah, that's a different number. Okay. They do, yeah, they do change their okay. answer. It's about half, but sure. <laughs> they also say that people are taking way more drugs now. And now that there are drugs. That made sense. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, do Again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I was like, didn't we get more medicine? And then we would then have more people taking it because of the medicine. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Confirmed. Also. They don't put like a time frame to the more people are taking drugs. They're just like a hundred million more people are taking drugs. And I'm like, then the beginning of time when we chewed on the bark of trees. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. Then we get a really sad, like parents crying about sad things that happen to their kids montage. They do this in all these documentary things. Yeah. One guy stood out to me. He claimed that he was paying $2,500 a month for his kids, Ritalin. One kid. That's a lot. I feel like that's high, right? That's like impossible. Or the kid was telling him a really good lie and like taking the cash (laughs) and doing something else. He he was literally buying it on the street. Like he was paying street prices for Ritalin. Like one pill at a time. (laughs) And look, my my heart definitely goes out to people who have had like bad experiences by psychiatry, right? People who've had bad experiences with any kind of doctor, but when you use the experiences of those people to promote dangerous pseudoscience, you're actually doing something significantly worse than being empathetic to those people, right? Mm-hmm. Using those people as puppets for your cult about alien volcanoes is way worse than like not being necessarily super sympathetic to the $2,500 a second you had to spend on Ritalin. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Every like 15 minutes, if I don't mention Volcano Demons myself, can one of you make sure we like mention that? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, we'll do it. Well, D&D Minos style. And there's just one talking head I have to mention in this section because they're all so good. But I do want to talk about Kelly O'Meara. She writes for the Washington Times. That's the right wing newspaper. That That is not the Washington Post, to be clear. (laughs) She writes about how Ritalin causes school shootings and she got fired as a congressional aide for being a TWA 800 truther. That tracks. Remember when that plane crashed? Yeah, (sighs) she didn't, she doesn't believe in that. Wait, how many of these experts do you think are also Scientologists? Oh, almost none of them because they introduced all the Scientologists at the end. Almost none of them are Scientologists. Oh, these people were just tricked or willing to say something that they Right, they're just other Mm -hmm. kinds of loons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Match made in heaven. Okay, so now they're going to tell us a little bit more about the scope of the problem. According to the movie, in the last 40 years, twice as many Americans died in psychiatric hospitals than 
all the soldiers in every battle since 1776. Oh, I feel like that's wrong. Like, did anyone fact check any of this? Like, oh, I, I absolutely fact. Here's the problem. They've just made this shit up. So every time I Google it, Google was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. At best, Google would be like, do you want to watch that Scientology documentary you keep talking about? Or it's just like, nope, I got nothing for you. Also, it doesn't matter. They tried to make it sound impactful, but that's just two stats that don't relate. And like, they're both <laughs> big numbers. True. It doesn't matter. Right. And I have to point out that they go from, they've killed hundred all the people in the wars combined. <laughs> Plus, it's driving up your health insurance premiums. That is the exact <laughs> next <laughs> sentence after killing all the people in all the wars combined. And then, then we get this argument, and we could talk about this one later, because they just sort of tease it here. They end it with, and of course, they've never cured anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they don't like, you don't get better from mental illnesses. <laughs> okay. Also, the insurance premiums go up. So I was like, okay, so we should have socialized medicine. Is this right, going to be a good movie <laughs> that's going to advocate for socialized? No, a fucking course not. Oh, he, they don't give any solutions to any of these problems. No, yeah, exactly. not even <laughs> volcano demons. They don't, even <laughs> they don't even mention their magic. I was so mad. Nope. Okay. So from there, we get more death knell sound effects and we get some stock footage of old-timey asylums. And that's going to be a big point that they're going to make for a while is that, like, old-timey psychiatry had bad stuff happen. And we're watching, like, a speed run of a Batman game in Arkham Asylum, and that's supposed to make a point that now psychiatry is bad. To be clear, what they're going to do, and they're going to spend a lot of this movie doing it, is they're going to go so far back in history that it is historically classified as pre-medicinal care mm -hmm. and be like, that's psychiatry. That's what yeah. that is right Yeah, there. they're literally talking about religion, not science. Like at this yeah. point, like this is the treatment yeah. for demons. Yeah, right. The guy who narrates this part about like, oh, the madhouses and the, the punishment and it was so bad is Dr. Lee Coleman. He's an anti-psychiatry nutbag as well. But my favorite thing about him is that on his website, HTTPS colman.nightfalcon.com. No, it is not spelled the way you think. You don't have to say HTTPS. <laughs> People know. On his website. On the World Wide Web, Eli? Hold on. On the World Wide Web, colman.nightfalcon.com. Please appreciate that this guy's website is fucking nightfalcon.com. I do appreciate that. You can learn about how psychiatry is destroying America and... You can also view his extensive collection of indigenous crafts. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? On his website? His website is like, psychiatry is the devil. They're destroying our children's minds. My wife and I bought this rug at a yard sale in 1992. <laughs> and you'll see that the, the thing is really beautiful here on the edges. It's the best. Wow. You went deep on this, man. You're at <laughs> like so Etsy pages for these people. Yes. Okay. But this is where we learn for the first time that all psychiatrists are in it for the money. And I wrote in my notes, ooh, Kara, you're in it for the money, aren't you? And I responded, my internship in fucking Florida is paying me $24,000 for a year of full-time work. I'm working <laughs> 2,000 hours for 24,000. Yes, I'm clearly in it for the money. So you're bartending yeah. down there mostly? <laughs> <laughs> bad Rough. you guys it's really bad <laughs> right but the, yeah they're just mentioning bad stuff 
from history, literally from the 1800s. They mention a bunch of terrible psychiatrists. They talk about bloodletting and leeches. I don't understand how any of this point is helpful. Like in the history of math, we didn't know about zero for a long time. We're not canceling <laughs> math as a discipline. That's insane. And also like the bloodletting argument is is like a point against them. Like we didn't stop doing modern medicine because we used to bloodlet. Right. Yep. We improved it. We stopped doing it because of the scientific method, <laughs> not because of volcano like, demons. Right. Unlike, I was going to say, unlike Scientology, which if you follow the teaching of Scientology 1,000 years from now, we'll still have you holding robot dicks and talking about your bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to learn a little bit more about psychiatry history. Germany in 1879, as it applies to the problem with modern mental health care, we learn about Wilhelm Wundt, who said human behavior is chemical reactions in the brain. And I was like, correct? Is it not yeah. that? Exactly. What I wrote in my notes was, as opposed to the alien souls, the <laughs> makers of this movie know them to be. Right. Yeah, this whole, this whole section is like my history and systems class, except that the professor is on a really bad acid trip. It's like, here is some actual history of the field of like psychology, psychiatry, but ooh, scary music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we bought this whole haunted house soundtrack, so we're going to use yeah. it, damn it. And I want to talk about my favorite expert from this section. This would be Charlotte Iserbit, who again, named herself so that you couldn't Google her. Did you just call her Charlotte? Charlotte. I heard honestly, Charlotte. Charlotte. I heard Charlotte is I better. Heard Charlotte, I mean, like a hard It's Charlotte, but I'm going to go with Charlotte. Charlotte is her bit. Charlotte okay. wrote a book that your <laughs> racist uncle owns called The Dumbing Down of America. And it's a book about how the Andrew Carnegie Foundation is making our kids stupid with drugs on purpose so that socialists can take over the United States. Sorry, Just so you know sorry. where Charlotte's coming from. And right. to be clear, the 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 rabid socialist Andrew Carnegie, the mm -hmm. steel <laughs> robber baron. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then they like this is where they first drop the soul word. And they kind of use this a lot. This is like the one, I don't know. Like they like they want all their experts to talk about how psychiatry I, or mental illness isn't real, but it's just I don't I don't know like corruption of the soul or something. That's their theory. Yeah, they say this evil German guy said we don't have souls, and they're mad about that. And then they mention Nietzsche. Yeah, right. With no context, by the way, they're just like yeah. God is dead. Woo. They always offer that Nietzsche quote out of context, like Nietzsche found God dead in an Among <laughs> Us game. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, there's been a murder. With the, the rope in the kitchen. Relax. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too distracted because this movie is full of bullshit. But can we talk about how the fact that they talk about Pavlov for a second and they're like, that guy, mean to dogs. He did the bells. And children, apparently. <laughs> Remember the bells? with the Also kids? Maybe. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Hard to tell. This is where they bring up B.F. Skinner, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mean to his kid. Yeah. Skinner box. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they bring up the Skinner box and it's supposed to be scary. And they're like, he put his kid in this and we're watching it. And I was like, super fun room with lights and stuff. <laughs> yep. Okay. That seems fine, I guess. They claim that B.F. Skinner put his daughter in a box for 11 months. That doesn't sound right. Now, to be clear, the experiment that he conducted on his infant daughter 
did last just over 11 months. Okay, not not 24-7 in a box. Not 24-7. <laughs> in fact, minutes at a time is how long that experiment lasted. Okay. That's just a fun box. Whatever. So yeah. stupid. I mean, I get it. Still not cool. Still not cool. But again. Oh, it's more fun than what Heath's parents did to him. He would have loved a Skinner box. Are you kidding? Oh, baby Heath would have loved a Skinner box. Yeah. And they, they keep making the same argument in this section that like, they're equating people with animals of the human kind because we are animals. Yes, yeah. I wrote in my notes, it's a sub. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> so many things that they point out here. I was like, but we are though. And then like the next thing they said was like, B.F. Skinner said you can affect human behavior with rewards. And I was like, you can though, right? You know? <laughs> we don't have souls though. That's right. Everybody's right so far. What are you talking about? I'm sure you could come up with something evil Yes, they can. The Nazis. That's the next section. Oh, yes. we're going to get there soon. We're, we're going to take a hard turn from Pavlov. We're going to take a now. very hard turn from <laughs> bells and dogs to the Holocaust. So according to the movie, everything we just heard laid the groundwork for something that killed millions. And I was like, there's no way they're going to do it. And then they show us World War II footage. And I was like, okay, they're saying psychiatry, the concept is the reason for the Holocaust? Yeah. As a joke. I wrote that in my notes as a joke. Two seconds later in the movie. <laughs> yes. Psychiatry. The men behind the Holocaust mm -hmm. comes across. A real title card from this movie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Made me so happy. It's so gross too. Because they open it with just like gratuitous images of Holocaust victims. Mm -hmm. Like, cool. What are you doing? And yes, to be fair. I want to be like 100% clear about this. Psychology, psychiatry, whatever, mental health, but especially actually psychology, their relationship to eugenics is fucking horrible. And it is real. Yeah. Like there's a real relationship. A lot of the most famous psychologists, but especially it's mostly statisticians, huh. like the quantitative IQ obsessed psychologists were like really into eugenics. Oh. Okay. And Kara, this is important because the movie seems to forget this. Is that still true? Are the famous psychologists of today take <laughs> eugenicists? You take a eugenics Like how class? much eugenics did you have to study? Yeah, how much along eugenics did you have to study? Your your, your, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, we do learn about it so that we can like see how fucking horrible it was. They talk later, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna like So a lot. You're saying you studied a lot. it a lot. So a lot but <laughs> interesting. I'm going to spoil this a little bit, but later they talk about Charles Murray and the bell curve as if we're all reading that book in like Psych 101. Mm. It's so stupid. Also, you did you did or did not read that in Psych? Did you not did? read that book. Okay. Well, did you ever gift it to Heath as a joke and then he <laughs> had to open his bag at an airport and you got to watch a African-American TWA agent pull out the book and God be like, oh, damn it, this that is really that book happens. about how I'm naturally dumber than you. And Heath was like, what? joke gift it's from Ironically, the show. I packed it into my bag. Oh, Fuck, why would I pack that? Joke as joke. My God, that's amazing. Somebody really gave me that book and that all really happened. Oh it was, did he, wait, did the TSA agent actually say that? No, no. Didn't no, say not, not those words, but the TSA agent <laughs> his saw eyes. this all happen. Yeah. His eyes his said, eyes said that. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, before we get too deep into the Nazi shit, because I know we're going to spend a lot of time on the Nazi shit here. <laughs> you sound just like the makers of this movie. <laughs> they, they literally, you sound like a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, they literally say eugenics, the sterilization and murder of people with mental illness. And like, yes, that's part of it. And yes, that is like horrible. But I don't know about you. I think when people are mentally ill, they deserve treatment. 
not eugenics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the makers of this movie can't really decide one way or the other. That's the funny thing about this moment is that they're like, look, we all understand why you want to cut the balls off of someone who has depression. We get it. No one wants them spreading around their goop. But they did it racistly. We're the good guys. Yeah. Right. It's like it makes no sense. And the whole time you're just like, so what would you Recommend. Volcano demons. <laughs> say it. Volcano Just say demons. volcano demons, you liars. It's so yeah. insane. Okay, here's the thing. Last thing I'll say about this. The whole documentary is like, we could do good journalism, like ProPublica. We could draw attention to abuses of power within this field. Like, we, you know, we did all the good research for that. But instead, we're just going to pretend like the whole field is like this so we can scare vulnerable people into going to church and giving us what little money they've managed to earn or keep in a society that only values labor and refuses to admit that some people are too mentally ill to, quote, contribute from a capitalist standpoint. Like, they could do that, but instead yep. they're just like, boogity, boogity, scary doctors. Exactly. But Kara, is it or is it not true that 40% of German psychiatrists joined the SS. Didn't like, <laughs> did, what percentage of German people in positions of power did join the SS? Yeah, which people joined the army of the country they live in during <laughs> the World War? Also, not yet. Nazis did a bunch of bad stuff in all different fields. Who is this <laughs> yeah. movie arguing against? Also, why do they know those people that they're apparently arguing against? It's weird. You're so right. I actually wrote my notes pretty much every German industry was bent to the will of the Nazi party. Might as well say that the dark agenda of the cobbler is to make it so Nazis don't get ouchies on their feetsies on their way to mass murder. (laughs) 11% of the cobblers joined the SS. What? (laughs) Proof that shoes are big Nazis. (laughs) They also, and you gotta love the irony of this, they like, they use their training in psychiatry to make propaganda films. And I wrote in my notes, Oh, really? Psychiatry and industry of death? Are we coming out against <laughs> propaganda films now? <laughs> yeah. So the whole point of this section is Nazi scientists are bad, so we should get rid of the science part. That's that's what the movie's <laughs> saying. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So stupid. And they make a claim. Look, I want to call myself out for who I am. They make a claim that I'm going to go ahead and call Bosnikian here. They say that the Nuremberg trials were originally supposed to be about all of psychiatry, but then they were like, no, no, let's do the camp guards instead. The the original plan was to condemn psychiatry for the final solution. Hey, boss, I hear what you're saying. Can we just focus on the Nazism? And like that one guy who raised his hand finally got it switched. That's that's what happened. You know, that does make the pile of people a lot smaller. (laughs) (laughs) They literally said it, it at Nuremberg, Americans, by the way, they blamed the Amer- Americans, quote, shifted the blame away from the psychiatrists to the Nazis. They said that as if like left to their own devices without Hitler, all the psychiatrists would have just like dreamed up the Holocaust on their own. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently today the Proud Boys are a direct consequence of psychiatry. That's psychiatry. Like, yeah. No, they're all psychiatry. That is correct. They actually make that claim. Yeah. Yeah. When I look at those young men who make themselves say cereal while punching each other and name themselves after a failed Aladdin song, I think of the medical profession of psychiatry. I think of them trying to tear that Antifa sign and not being able to. Absolutely. (laughs) You know why? Because that's your antidepressant, Ethan, right? (laughs) That is my pornography right there. I love that video so much. 
Do oh. it for your proud boys. You'll get it. You'll just you just gotta get it started. He's trying so hard. You can't rip it. Okay. But okay, seriously though, the next segment here is called Psychiatry Creating Racism. It create mm-hmm. apparently racism started in the 1800s, <laughs> maybe the 1700s with psychiatry. Literal quote, racism is inseparable from the roots of psychiatry. And they're going to go with two things here. They're going to go with eugenics, which, again, they, they just covered earlier. So they're going to say eugenics, but about black people now. But this is my favorite part. They're also just going to list a bunch of racist psychiatrists. Yeah. Right. They're going to be like, psychiatrists were clan members. Some of them. Yep. So I, I kept writing jokes being like, all right, what are they going to say next? Like psychiatry invented the original N word. They literally say that. Apparently <laughs> <They did. laughs> this guy, Benjamin Rush invented a different N word, but like they claim it's like kind of the original N word and he's a psychiatrist. It's insane. I kept writing stuff in the movies like, no, but seriously, that's what happened. Like right after I wrote it down. It's like, the producers don't even realize how ironic it is that they're only interviewing psychologists, psychiatrists, and like science historians in this film. They're interviewing people who work in this field. Like at one point, they interview this woman, Lisa Kane, a black woman psychologist. And she's just talking about the history of her field. Do they think she's still practicing the things that she's admonishing? Yeah, it's tough. No idea. Because as a black woman, she has to call people into her office, show the dimples on her skull, and then send them <laughs> along to a white psychiatrist. It's like they, they think the audience is so stupid. Do you think they told her <laughs> that the very next segment was going to be about how psychiatry did slavery? <laughs> According to the movie, I feel like they didn't tell her that. Oh, and apartheid. I would, oh my God, I would love to be at the invited screener of this film where all the legitimate historians are just like trying to burn their chairs to start a fire. <laughs> just wanted to promote my book. They weren't invited. No, yeah. no. The thing is, they aren't good at cause and effect. Like, <laughs> no, it is no. true that there were a lot, especially during the foundational science of this field, that there were a lot of pretty horrible people who were trying to use legitimate science in an illegitimate way. They were trying to use scientific tools and principles and psychometrics to prove inferiority of Black people or to prove superiority of white people. But like, psychiatry didn't make those people racist. They were already racist. And then they were like, I'm going to become a psychologist and I'm going to use, I'm going to try and use a legitimate field to push this illegitimate agenda. Like, how are they not seeing that? Right. Like bigot lawyers did and bigot politicians (laughs) did. Like all the jobs. And bigot journalists and bigot fucking pastors. And Yeah. uh, yeah. It's insane. Right. Look, pulmonologists used to think that you got tuberculosis because it was genetic and your mom maybe had an affair. We're not like, I'm sorry, I just can't trust the roots of pulmonology. No, we're like, (laughs) okay, they figured that out. Yeah. And they booted all those assholes. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Seriously, at this point in my notes, I was like, all right, what else are they going to do? I wrote down psychiatry did COVID just to test to see if they do everything I write. They actually, no. they actually don't hit COVID, but I think it's because no. the movie was made. But also this movie was made before Yeah, the movie was made in 2006. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the sequel is going to say Psychiatry did COVID. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm, I'm yeah. just putting a, a chip down on that for sure. Yeah. Okay, so from there we get one little specific story about Dr. Lewis Jolly West. 
this guy who worked at UCLA, among other places, he was a professor there. He was a psychiatrist. And it says he put electrodes in the brains of black people to like cure them of, in his head, the being black because he was a racist. Yeah. And, and to be fair, Louis Jolly West, he did suck. He was a sucky guy. A lot of this movie is just them being like, here's a sucky guy. And me being like, yeah, it was a sucky guy. And them being like, he represents a medical field. And I'm like, ah, no, that's not how it works. Nope. Don't do becauses, guys. You're really <laughs> bad. As soon as you say because, everything after, usually wrong. Mm -hmm. Like Kara just told you, don't do cause and effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Again, they relate this to the bell curve. Sorry, I, ju I just have to mention one other thing about Dr. <laughs> Lewis West. I looked it up just because I was like, for one time, I was like, I'm checking one of the things they said. So yeah, apparently he was terrible. But Scientology was in a giant feud with that guy because he called them a cult on national television and exposed their giant campaign of intimidation that they did to him and this other person who wrote a book about them in the 70s. They're horrible uh, and they got exposed uh, by him. Among that's why he got his own section in the that's movie. That's why, yeah, he yeah, owned his own yeah. segment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you guys think we'll be in the sequel because of our podcast? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they do, of course, the bell curve. They're going to talk about the bell curve for a second. Yes. How do you guys think that like the intellectual dark web libertarian types and the Scientologists like square this circle together. It's weird, right? That must be a weird <laughs> ally. With a hammer and they try and like, really hard and it doesn't really right. work. It was like yeah. just all this like cognitive dissonance going on in them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about being wrong is that you can all agree to disagree with mainstream truth, right? As long as you're not talking about the thing that's true, you're getting along. Also, Kara, I just wanted to check because I want to make sure you're here. Is everyone in mainstream psychiatry like super nice to Douglas Murray and the bell curve? Do they like <laughs> Well, love? again, I'm not a psychiatrist and I've never taken a psychiatry course in my life because I did not go to medical school. But in psychology, no, absolutely not. You're lucky actually if you go to a progressive, like I go to a very progressive social justice oriented university. And so everything we do in my university is through the lens of a sort of like anti-racism lens. And so we learn about those kinds of things in order Is to that legal see. in Florida? Mm, I don't think uh, that's I don't allowed. go to school okay. in Florida. Okay. Oh, you're yeah. I go to school oh. in California. I'm yeah, on yeah. internship in Florida. Internship. I, I, I work in them. Florida. Yeah. It's like when they send teenagers to the Congo. Yes, it is very very different <laughs> the way they do, the way they do school here. You anyway. wouldn't understand he you didn't have a Skinner box. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, uh, so I um, we teach from from an anti-racist perspective at the university where, where I'm getting my PhD. Not all schools do. But what I find is that in the schools that are less progressive, they just kind of ignore this shit. OK, like they don't want to own it. Fun. They just pretend it didn't happen. And in the progressive schools, we do learn about this, but we don't learn about it like here, here, the bell curve. <laughs> it's not like a tips and tricks section. They're like, exactly. and by the way, if any of your patients are smurfmers, don't even don't even bother. OK, yeah, let me check this podcaster's luggage. OK, that's all. <laughs> OK, so psychology is real. Psychiatry is fake. That's what we just oh, yeah. That's what we're figuring out. Yes. <laughs> no. Also, just to recap from the movie, psychiatry did slavery. Uh -huh. Psychiatry did the Holocaust. And it did <laughs> racism as a general concept. Apparently. They started uh -huh. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lots to unpack. So we're going to need a quick break. And then we'll be back to tell you all about all the other stuff that Kara did in Act <laughs> 2 of Psychiatry, an industry of death. Okay, Kara, you ready for our Matreon plug? 
wait, I remember this from last year. This is the fundraiser thing you do for yourselves every year, right? Exactly. Exactly. We try not to hit people up too hard to be patrons the rest of the year. So we go for sort of a pledge drive thing in May. Do people get tote bags? They do not get tote bags. No. But, uh, you know, like having you on the show regularly has been sort of one of the wonderful things our patrons have made possible. And we thought, you know, it might be nice to have you be a part of sort of the the thank you and promotion of it. Yeah. Aw, you guys. Is this the copy right here? Yeah, you're right there in the orange. Okay. Here we go. As a woman of color, guys, I'm white. I mean, what? I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm like legit white. Look, look at wow, me. Wow, already stopping, Kara. Kara, it's our fundraiser and you said you'd help. Please read the copy. Santa Maria. Like Santa Maria. <clears throat> okay. As a woman... Of color. Close enough. I'm here to tell you that the only true allyship is giving the guys money during Matreon. If you don't give them money, you might as well have voted for Trump. For Trump, really? Republicans don't give us money, Kara. That's just a fact. True. <clears throat> Moving on. Help support shows that keep women like me in makeup and hair bands. Uh, sorry, is this what you guys think women spend their money on? Do you not? What are you spending your money on? Okay, I'm not even going to try. All right, go to matreon.com. That's M-A-Y-T-R-E-O-N.com to support the show. Do it or you're Jordan Peterson. Seriously? Excellent. No, that'll do it. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We'll cut her asking the questions. What? He said his butt's full of refreshments. Ew, again? Yep. Again? Again? I'll tell you later. Matreon.com. Morgan? (laughs) And we're back. And we're going to kick off Act 2 by learning that psychiatry happened in Soviet Russia, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Psychiatry did fascist communism. And that, I think, is the point they're making in this segment. Yes. I love this because this movie was like, okay, wait a minute. What if I'm kind of a Nazi and I hate communists. And the movie's like, oh, don't worry. We can blame them too. That's how (laughs) lying works. Yep. That actually makes sense, Eli, because I was wondering like how they chose the order of events for this film. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just going through your various bigotries until (laughs) they hit on the one that you're upset about. Right. I guess that's a good system. So yeah, they mentioned how the Soviet government would throw dissidents into psychiatric hospitals, which is true. And they also have, it was so weird. They had a visual aid for like the calling the secret police moment. They'd like show us a dial phone. And I was like, yeah, I think we all got it. We got it. Yeah, <laughs> we know. We know phones. We that was it. bad. Also, nobody's arguing with you. Also, just curious, because if it was a government thing that did this, is the movie positing that governments are bad and we shouldn't have any governments? Because I know if things used to be a bad thing, <laughs> they're always a bad mm-hmm. thing. I just, I just want to know where they just sort of draw the line there. Should we have organization of any kind? Maybe it's all about entropy. Yeah. We'll only do the things that have totally pure origins like Scientology, that completely (laughs) unproblematic religion. (laughs) Yeah. They show us one guy who says he got arrested by the KGB or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I laughed in their face. And they sent me to a mental hospital. And I was like, yeah, okay, I disagree with most of this movie, but don't burst out laughing at the KGB. I feel like that's your fault, right? (laughs) You had to know that was coming. 
And then they treated him with drugs that are anti-capitalist. <laughs> like they, Yes, they, they do. Yeah. And I was back on board with the movie. Yeah. Like, what were these secret drugs? Tell me more about them. What drugs is that? I mean, it worked. Pot worked for me, kind of. Yeah. For part of my life. Can confirm lots of the socialists I know are on Lexapro. Coincidence? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, did you guys catch this? At the end of this section, they were like, they repackaged it and sold it to the public as therapy. <laughs> what? W- communism? They re- yeah, what was repackaged What are they referring there? to? The torture of dissidents during uh, communist <laughs> Russia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you guys remember your first therapy session where you like lie on the couch and he waterboards you? That's <laughs> <laughs> just me. Okay. Yeah. Well, they do mention Gitmo here, Eli. And they're like, yeah, so Stalin was bad. So was Gitmo. Again, no idea who they're arguing with, but that's part of their point here, too. Right. What's great is they go, and of course, there were psychiatrists at Gitmo, and then they show the human rights abuses at Gitmo, like the psychiatrists were like, we should put that guy in a weird triangle hat thing. I think that might really help for our... (laughs) God. Yeah. So from there, we learn about that time in the 1920s. When somebody was like, hey, what if we damage the brain more to fix it? So they rewind in the history of psychiatry again. Something bad happened in the 1920s. They came up with a bad idea where they would right. mess up your brain to try to fix it. But this was also a weird thing where they, it's like the one time in the movie they didn't link it to earlier history. Like this is not new in the 1920s. Right. Like these were old things that, <laughs> right. like that was surgery before to treat mental illness. Yeah, it was just medicine at the yeah. time. And I just have to point out that the talking head for this is Dr. John Friedberg. And look, I was going to point out that he's an anti-psychiatry nut. <laughs> you like a picture. He has since passed away. And I, uh, I put the photo they chose for his obituary into our notes. It is him and his Yorkie wearing matching tuxedos. So, uh... This man is a gentleman and a scholar, and I agree with everything he ever said. It's like you put John Oliver died into chat GPT. Make yep. me a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that Eli is going to mimic this same photo for his 100%. Open yes. With a please. pug. <laughs> I have very explicit instructions in my will not to ever do like a yearbook page or a charity or any of that stupid stuff when I die. But I would like someone to Photoshop me into this picture and release it as my obituary, please. That is my only request. <laughs> I've changed. Got it. Is the Yorkie wearing a top hat? Sure yes. is. <laughs> Obviously, because he's a gentleman, Kara. Sorry, you're right. He fancy. He fancy. He yeah. lad. He's clearly fancy. Kara, therapize the Yorkie. He, you're the Yorkie. Okay, therapize <laughs> is not a verb. Mm. <laughs> I don't Therapize me, room. Keith's already in character, Kara. <laughs> Keep the fuck up. Mm. Too slow. Is it clear? Psychiatry's fake. Shut up. Now he's gay. Understanding of what I do <laughs> for a living. The Yorkie's gay. You you blew your opportunity, and now the Yorkie's gay. <laughs> okay. We tried. We asked you for help. The, okay. the Yorkie looks like he's in a tiny orchestra. He is so cute. Yeah, you gentleman. He maestro. Okay, I have a serious question about this little section. They mention that some doctor, some psychiatrist, came up with the idea that he would like give people epilepsy or some disease to cancel out schizophrenia or some other disease. Have we ever actually done that successfully where we like just beat one with the other and they cancel out or something? No. Okay. 
It's a, nope. I, I know I, it sounded crazy, but I just I don't know. It felt like maybe it, do, we did it does feel right though. Yeah. No, like there there. Ha- I mean, okay. So like historically, there were treatments for certain. I think they would have been infections where they like induce a really brutal fever. Okay. Like you guys have seen this, like fever there. Like there have been times when like we didn't have the appropriate medicine. So we tried to kind of kick the body into producing its own medicine. Basically like get the immune system do what it needs to do to to fight the thing off. Uh, I think that's probably the closest thing that we have. Paris actually, a vaccine conspiracist. Got it. Ooh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I also love that the the drug that they try to demonize here is metrazole, which I looked up and is it's just an antibiotic. It is. I know. I was very confused by this. It's like a it's an antibiotic. Is this movie anti antibiotic? It's bi- it's a bio- it's biotic. Probiotic it's a biotic movie. movie. This is yeah. a pro pro Weird. infectious disease. <laughs> Strange, but Heath thing to bring up. Yeah. Are any psychiatry practices based on pig torture? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Yes. And uh, where do you think that happened, Eli? If you had to guess, where would that have originated, perhaps? Nazi Germany. Really close. I believe it was Nazi Italy. (laughs) Oh, Nazi Italy, yeah. Ah, the fascists. We're going to learn about more old-timey stuff that didn't work. But this time, they actually named two things, I think, that do work sometimes. ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, and lobotomies. They're both kind of extreme, but they're real and they do work sometimes, right? Yeah, I think the thing is they don't call it ECT. They call it shock therapy because they're referring to like the older version. And lobotomies, we don't do, but we will do certain types of resections when necessary. Right, brain surgery. Okay, you can stab around in the brain and it can work if you're good at it. So they're claiming that if you just indiscriminately shock people's brains or you go in with an ice pick through the eyeball like that's bad and we agree (laughs) yeah that's That's bad no i wasn't gonna ask you about that i know also (laughs) yep yeah we obviously agree on that they they go over it really quickly because they don't want you to google ect but yes early electroshock therapy like very very early electroshock therapy definitely had terrible side effects Modern ECT sounds scary, but it literally saves people's lives, including mine. Are you enjoying this podcast, podcast listener? <laughs> Are you enjoying the fact that I am alive on it? Well, we have ECT, among other medical treatments, to thank for that. And I can confirm that I went sleepy by and woke up feeling way less incurably depressed. Amazing. So highly Wait, recommend. How many How many ECT? I mean, are you comfortable talking about? How many times did you do it? Just the once. Okay. And did you have memory loss? Because that's like the biggest side effect now of ECT. No. Nope. You didn't I mean, even have memory I, loss. If I do, I don't How remember you know? it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes exactly. it's not just for the event. It's for like time leading up to the event. Okay. No. Okay. okay, interesting. So that's Eli's the- in on the scam. <laughs> yeah, I'm in on the scam. I'm on big psychiatry side here to tell you about this life-saving medical treatment that completely changed my life when I was told I had incurable depression. Right. Wow. So you take that money, but you podcast anyway as like the perfect cover. Right, exactly. But on the other hand, the people who believe in giving robot hand jobs are pretty sure it's like the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. It's infuriating. It's like they're equating frontal lobotomies, like, you know, like the thing we don't do anymore with a modern temporal lobe resection for epilepsy or something like that. <laughs> right. Like Absolutely are equating that. Yes. For brain surgery. Yeah, like brain surgery to save people's lives. 
Yeah. And to give them some amount of quality of life. Okay. And they say that. They say, yep. they say like, oh, they used to call it lobotomies and now they call it brain surgery. And I wrote <laughs> yeah. in my notes, wow, coming out anti-brain surgery. <laughs> yeah. Also, back when they did lobotomies, they also had brain surgery. <laughs> sure. Like, what? They do They do show us the guy with the lobotomobile. And I think we need to mention that quickly. Yeah, that guy sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently some bad guy had <laughs> traveling really bad lobotomy service out of his car and he wrote lobotomobile on it and he went around and they show videos of this guy just like going to town with like a fork and a knife into people's faces. <laughs> yeah, that's you're saying, Carrie, you're saying that's different than modern. You're saying brain that's surgery? different than how they do it now. Yeah, you don't I, have a lobotomobile. No, I've not. I've not seen the lobotomobile. <laughs> <laughs> Kara told me she's buying a custom lobotomobile to go across the country. Oh, later I knew year. it. I knew it. Off the air. I wondered why she wanted all those high powered lasers from Amazon.com, but you know, I didn't want to ask. <laughs> I figured it was a hair removal thing. I wanted to be a good friend. Hair removal? What are you trying to say, Eli? It's a whole look, I prefer. <laughs> Never mind. I do not <laughs> want to know what you're No, prefer. finish your thought, Eli. <laughs> I prefer. Nope. No, nope. I'm being so good. I'm going to think of a good joke that can go on the podcast. You'll see. Did I mention that Heath's a gay Yorkie and you didn't cure him? What's happening? So, um, if you notice, back, back, back in the movie. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. Okay, keep, back to the movie. They keep pointing out single dude, like individual dudes who did horrible shit instead of like describing what the entire field does. And then they overlay it with this awful narrative of like, society shutting down their evil ways and then them coming up with new ways to do evil. Like they keep saying that over and over. Like, and then they were told they couldn't do lobotomies, but they came up with the next best thing. And you're like, no. Like they improved the medicine and they made it safer and they made it less invasive. That's what they did. Right. Okay. Well, interesting you said that because in the early 1950s, apparently psychiatry, like all of it, just psychiatry figured out the next miracle cure after the shock therapy and the lobotomies and it made people into patients for life and I think Kara just told us it's called medicine it's part of the scam <laughs> medicine medicine yeah and medicine. now they have a section about how medicine and they only talk about Thorazine yes yeah and they right, yeah, that's the only that's, medicine uh, that exists is Thorazine it's a synonym for medicine in this movie is Thorazine they've decided to villainize Thorazine and look I don't want to bore our like listeners with the entire history of medicine, but like Thorazine as medical intervention is a little like making a movie where you're like, and then they started poisoning people with chemotherapy. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Like what has to be understood in the context is first of all, Thorazine is a very strong antipsychotic. It also like represses a lot of violent behavior. It's a sedative and it does have some pretty major side effects. Wait, by the way, though, by the way, before you even get to that, it's also an anti-emetic. So it helps people not vomit, which is right. hugely important. And it treats tetanus. They discovered it because it treats the infection that causes tetanus. Like this yeah, drug sounds, is amazing. It has useful. so many uses. But more importantly, it also was the first time in history, or at least one of the first times in history, that you could give someone medicine in psychosis and not have to hold them down right. or tie them down. You know why a bunch of old photos are guys like all tied up with lever straps and shit? It's because they didn't have Thorazine. Exactly. Like, yes, Thorazine 
has a side effect. Long-term use has a side effect of tardive dyskinesia, which is like this type of kind of chorea. It's a dyskinesia, right? It's like lip-smacking behavior and like these tick kind of behaviors. And it is horrible and it can be really debilitating. But you know what's like more debilitating? Paranoid schizophrenia. Violent schizophrenia? (laughs) That's the thing. Like, like drugs have side effects. When you take a pill... It doesn't just go to the place you want it to go. It goes into your whole body (laughs) and it binds to all the receptors that it fits on. Some of those are the receptors you're trying to reach and some of them are other receptors you don't want it to reach. Yeah. And that's why it gives you tardive dyskinesia. And they actually use a clip from a like news, like a 60 minute segment or a news segment about how much Thorazine has helped a patient. Yeah, right? that's They're true. Like, hey, look at this guy. He used to be a violent psychotic <laughs> and now he's got this little twitch. And the guy with the twitch is like, yeah, this fucking rules. Yeah, you know what like, I'm I not trying to do? Shit now. Strangle everybody. <laughs> yeah. They literally say he has a job and is a member of society. And this movie is like, yeah, but he probably would have been fine. <laughs> with it. So they don't insane. bother with the before of the Thorazine there. No. <sighs> but the conclusion of this segment, the point of this segment is that psychiatrists with the invention of evil Thorazine realized that they were now an industry of drug pushers. Yeah, they, they literally end this segment with like a quote about how in the future, in the year 2000, so many intractable illnesses might be treated with simple drugs. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. that sounds great. Yep. Yeah. That's like what we want. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Indeed. And this is where they transition to how the American Psychiatric Association is part of the scam. They're in league with Big Pharma and they have their whole theory about that. Yes, what all this movie is asking for, okay, all this movie is asking for is some rogue independent psychiatrists who aren't working with big drug, okay? We want people making their own microscopes, building a lab in their back attic. Artisanal Thorazine. Exactly. Getting it from the ground up. You know, because look, if a medical system is all interconnected, I think we can all agree that's a bad thing. Yeah, I do those. not want my <laughs> medical information exchanging information. No, I want everyone to be doing their own research on non-funded equipment and then just raw dogging it. Yeah, you give know? some of that patent medicine, like man. The That's what I've been missing. Did. Yeah, okay. Basic Santa freedoms. Maria special. <laughs> do you yeah. guys notice in this? Okay, they brought back Doctor Mark Philidai or whatever his name was. Phil yeah. Day, who you did extensive research on. I believe it means Phil I God, technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. I know that, uh, but I think it's close. In his Chiron, it says that he is the director, comma, medical clinic. Yep. <laughs> and it would be, by the way, Amen Medical Clinics. I don't know why they didn't choose to use the full names. It's, it's uh, Amen Medical, medical Clinic. And then later, later the, um, the, what do you call him? The narrator. He does like a weird Freudian slip and he says, chemical imbalance, these fraudulent chemical imbalance. He has a literal literal Freudian slip in the documentary. Amazing. Okay, that guy, correct me if I'm wrong. He said, chemical imbalance is a hoax. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't sit like- He said uh, it's fraudulent. Yeah. The only way that could be a hoax (laughs) is if all chemicals are perfectly- balanced all the time. And I don't even know what that would mean. It sounds wrong. Okay. So there's actually a really good, very readable article about this that I recommend. I'll put it in the show notes. It's called Debunking the Two Chemical Imbalance Myths 
it really explains the whole history. But here's the chemical imbalance thing. And you hear this from anti-psych woo meisters all the time, right? They use this gotcha as like, they told us that that all mental illness was caused by a chemical imbalance, but it's not. And the truth is psychiatrists have never as an industry said that mental illness was caused by a chemical imbalance. Yeah, and psychologists definitely haven't said that. Right, and psychologists <laughs> yeah. definitely haven't said that. Nope. What has happened is, and, and the best comparison for it is that there was a paper written which proposed this as a possibility, and then a bunch of the marketing companies for SSRIs, these are pharma companies, used that language in a lot of their marketing. And some doctors repeated it. Even people who worked for the APA repeated it. So the general idea of like, this is a thing that some doctors said has sort of gotten into the zeitgeist. But just as we know that like the placebo effect isn't true the way laymen understand mm-hmm. it, right? If yeah. you ask laymen about the placebo effect, they'll be like, if you give me a sugar pill, it'll cure my cancer because I believe it. Yeah. That's not true, <laughs> yeah. right? But doctors weren't wrong about the placebo effect. You and I didn't understand. And by that, I mean everyone on the podcast except Kara. You and I didn't understand the placebo effect because we don't have medical training. Yeah, there's a reason doctors are literally not allowed to. It is literally illegal to prescribe a placebo to somebody because it's not medicine. That's how little I know. Because in my head, it makes like if you can trick somebody into being 10% better by giving them sugar, if you do it for free. You should, right? Shouldn't you be allowed to do that? Right. You'd think you'd think there would be a placebo section at your local pharmacy where you could just <laughs> yeah. It's called homeopathy. Well, there's a homeo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but again, just to be clear, psychiatry never put forward this theory. So when people are debunking it, this is a really good sign that you're dealing with someone who's acting in bad faith or someone who's been fooled by people acting in bad faith. Right. right? So it's the definition of a straw man argument. Right, <laughs> They're literally exactly. inventing yeah. an argument yep. and then knocking it down. <laughs> and I have to be clear, like, I have not done major research. I still have a BFA in pretending to be a pigeon. The way I found the debunking two chemical imbalance myths article is it's the third <laughs> result on Google when you Google Chemical imbalance, not real. So when someone repeats this to you- Who's going all the way down to three like a crazy person though? Right. But just remember, when someone repeats this information to you, it's because they haven't looked at the third Google result (laughs) about a claim they're making. Okay. You notice that they they also make a claim that all psychiatric meds cause akathisia. Yes, they do say that at one point. Yeah. What is akathisia? It's just the inability to remain still. It's like restlessness, like a- Mm-hmm. Like okay. a movement. Every single one? Yeah, they make that claim. Like, I, I, I just... They start shitting on Prozac a lot in this section. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and this is where, like, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, like my chest is puffing up a little. Because, like Eli, you know, we've discussed our own personal experiences here. I take Prozac every day. Like, millions of people also take Prozac every day. Fluoxetine literally saved my life. Yeah, Prozac. Like, I was a Prozac boy for years. Yeah, and I have zero fi- side effects on this Medicaid. Like, I don't, I feel, when I first took this these meds, I was like, oh, this is what most people just feel like all the time. Yeah. That means it's like the perfect medicine, right? Isn't that what's supposed to happen? For some people. That's the For thing. For some people. They point out all these examples where people attempted suicide or homicide and they were also taking Prozac. They don't in any way look at the intervening variables. Like, you know, what about their pre-morbid fucking condition? 
Like how mm-hmm. suicidal were they before they started taking Prozac? And even in the situations where people did attempt or very, very sadly complete suicide or homicide, it's such a fucking rare side effect of this drug. Like there are high quality meta-analyses that show that SSRI specifically, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, may cause an increase, keyword there, increase in self-harm and aggression, mostly among children, rarely among adults. It yes. is a rare and serious side effect, like all drugs can have rare and serious side effects. Drugs? Yeah. You and your doctor work on risk-benefit analysis when you take a drug. Yeah, the COVID vaccine gives some people heart attacks. Yeah, an Epstein-Barr. But we don't make... Do- well, sorry. I was going to say, we should, we don't make documentaries about how the <laughs> COVID vaccine gives you a heart attack, except we've done one of those on this channel. <laughs> or did. Yeah. 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 So the, the whole point is just like, yeah, some we don't do the benefit part. We just looked at the risk part. We're not doing the second thing. Shut up. And that's it. That's that whole segment. Right. And in this whole film so far, and we're pretty deep into it, they have not yet really ever said that mental illness is real or really talked about, except weirdly passively, all of the people who have suffered just dramatically and ugh, so brutally suffered because of their mental illnesses. They've only showed that in the context of like somebody getting treatment. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, that's because th- their bias here is against psychiatry as an industry, right? They want to treat you with fucking niacin and, you know, kill you that way and, and have prayer. you hold on to robot dicks and, right. and prayer or yeah. whatever their fucking cure is. But like at, at one point, and, and just to illustrate this example that I love, at one point they have this lady who's the head of an anti-Prozac group come on and she says 500 deaths. And I just wrote my notes. Do you want to line your 500 deaths against all the people who are alive because of Prozac this year? I know. Right. Like all the people who never had the option to take Prozac who died by suicide. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And, and and that, again, is is sort of the silent, unsaid part of this anti-psychiatry bullshit, right? And this right. is the thing that I always say, right? When I hear these talking points, I always say the same point. I say, if you really believe this, do you think I should stop taking my medication? And you know what no one ever says? Yes. Right. Like, will you be responsible for that decision on yeah. my behalf? Like, I'd like to hear you say that. Yeah. I'll stop taking all my pills tomorrow. I've never had one of these people ever say, yes, stop taking your pills. They go, well, I know it works for certain people. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's fucking medicine. <laughs> right. Do you know what I usually equate psychotropic intervention, at least with my female clients? And I want to be inclusive. So my female and some of my non-binary and my, you know, trans male clients well, and my trans female clients actually is birth control. Your key clients. So there are a lot of different birth controls on the market and they're all like slightly different variations of like estrogens and progesterones. And sometimes you take birth control and it makes you violently ill. Sometimes you take birth control and it gives you cramps or it gives you pain or it like just fucks with you. And other birth controls you take are like, miracles. Like you, all of a sudden your pain goes away and your premenstrual symptoms go away and your period is more regular and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes there's a trial and error period before you find the one that works. That's how psychiatry is because we don't have blood tests for it. Right. We don't have reagent tests, which we will get to. Yeah. Which they are gleefully point out in this movie. They're going to freak out about that. They're so 
excited that you can't fucking stick a swab up your nose and then put three drops onto a little disc and it's like depression. Right, which we can really only do that for like infections. Yeah. Like we can't obviously. We can't do that for cancer either. Mm-hmm. Like when when I was diagnosed with cancer, cancer's fake. Yeah, they had to like go inside of my body and remove part of my body and look at it under the microscope to know if I had cancer. Yeah. Like that's how that fucking works. And yeah, we could probably do that for some disorders. If you wanted us to go in your brain and take a chunk of your brain out and look at it yeah. under the microscope, we don't do that. Make up your mind, movie. Either you want us to take a chunk <laughs> of your brain or you don't. It's too invasive. All right. <laughs> Rant over. Yeah. Okay. So from, from there, they switch over to a segment about involuntary commitment. And yeah. they're complaining about that. As far as I understand it, that only exists when there's like a physical safety threat or a crime threat. Is that correct? Okay. So here's the thing. The old 5150 argument. That's what we call it in California. Out here, we call it Baker Act in, in Florida. Different names in different states. Okay. So they love, in this part, they they talk to a doctor, I think. And he's like, when you go to a real doctor, I'm like, oh yeah, that's not biased at all. No, I, <laughs> yeah, right. I got a hunch about this guy. <laughs> right. He goes, when you go to a real doctor and the doctor says you should do this, you can refuse treatment. Okay, so you can refuse psychiatric treatment too. And it's like they conveniently left out that all licensed healthcare providers are both mandated reporters and have a duty to both warn and protect. So legally, legally, I can literally go to jail if someone comes to my office and they say, I'm going to go kill myself now or I'm going to go kill my mom right now. And I'm like, cool, have fun. Like if I don't intervene, I'm found liable. Right. I'd hate to take away your freedoms, but don't please. Oh, you're gone. Dang it. Right. Like, and I, and that's actually happened. There is case yeah. law. There are precedents that are set. We will go to jail. I get that it's like the asylum system was terrible, but again, they're not talking about a solution here. I get that no. it's not fun to commit people against their will and put them on a 72-hour hold. Nobody wants to do that. And actually, I'm very lucky. My career's been short so far. But so far in my career, every time somebody was at risk of harming themselves or somebody else, I was able to slowly work with them until they realized that they needed to make the call themselves. Yeah. And they asked for somebody to come, for like an ambulance to come get them. That sounds like psychiatry or psychology worked right then when you right. described it. <laughs> right. And again, I just want to speak to my own experience that inpatient therapy saved my life, mm -hmm. right? I walked in the darkest part of my life. I walked into a hospital and told them I wasn't safe and they kept me safe because I needed that, Right. What this is proposing is some kind of insane libertarian, I don't have to roll down the car window world where someone could be like, I'm pretty sure my daughter's filled with demons. I'm off to axe murderer. And Kara's got to be like, no, don't. Right. It's, and like, they're, they're almost not realizing that the situation that we're in right now is actually what they're proposing we do. Because we actually used to have more inpatient beds. We had a very broken but existent asylum system in this country. Yeah. And then we got psych meds and we were able to empty them for the most part. And then we sort of never ramped them back up to allow for the number of people that need inpatient treatment. So what are we left with? Homelessness. Yeah. That's literally why we have an unhoused crisis. Because there are people on the street with severe psychiatric conditions who have nowhere to go and they're not getting treatment. 
Like, right. what do they think the solution to this problem is? It's just jail or sleeping under a bridge. And you you beat me exactly to the punch yeah. because, again, the, the, the libertarian argument ends with these people in jail where their medical condition gets worse. Oh, I'm sorry. Jail? Do you mean like involuntary commitment into a building? <laughs> Right. Which no other Which doctor we should never does. have. Right, with yeah. huge psychiatric facilities that are underfunded. Right. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Our healthcare system's super broken. <laughs> okay, so socialized medicine is the answer to like the whole thing. Yeah, and they like to every one, one of these problems. problems. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, they mention, <laughs> this is so stupid. They say most of the people getting the medical care we checked, most of those people had really good medical insurance. Interesting. And I was like, that's not interesting at all. That's exactly what you should expect. No? Once I'm, I'm looking at the numbers here. That's also true for heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> what was this weird story they told about how people went to a spa, but then it turned out it was a mental hospital and they were trapped? Okay, this one had to be made up, right? It was like, <laughs> you ended up in like a thunderdome of weight loss and they yep. trapped you in there. Mm. I don't know. That one put you in a pack and play with baby Heath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just felt like they were at the end of a segment and they were like, also, remember the weight loss jail? Cut. Nobody remembered. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully nobody Googles anything I say. Right. I Googled that for so long trying to find it. I got desperate and went to ChatGPT and ChatGPT was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. And I've read 10% of the internet. I got no idea. He was like, don't watch the Are you movie lying? that you're watching. Are, Are you, you on Gam right now? In a document. Just skip this week. Yeah. Okay, well, it turns out one of the biggest victims of this whole scam is the entire insurance industry, which Big was time. interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to need a quick break to feel really sad for the entire insurance industry. <laughs> but first, let me give back three of the hard sell. Will we get the nuanced opinion of Scientology about Adderall? Where does 9-11 fit in? <laughs> and where does Slobodan Milosevic fit in? Find out the answers to those questions for real. They really will address that. <laughs> and some other stuff happens when we return for the thetantastic conclusion of psychiatry, an industry of death. Oh, man, it's hurting again. Dude, go to the dentist. <laughs> those quacks. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, Kara, can you convince Eli... To go to the dentist, please. Ew. Eli, why won't you just go to the dentist? Well, Kara, if you must know, it's because I don't believe in dentistry. What? Why? Well, my dentist slapped me. Total quack. Why did your dentist slap you? And, and, look at these papers. Did you know that there's no proof that flossing is effective? No, Eli, look, this paper is about potential problems of systematic review. Okay, what about this one? It shows um, that dentists overdiagnose cavities. Look at those numbers, 50%. 50%, Kara. Okay, Eli, nobody's saying that there aren't problems with dentistry or that, you know, individual dentists don't sometimes behave badly, but your ability to read the abstract at the top of the study does not make you an expert. And it definitely doesn't make you more knowledgeable than the people who studied this for years and like maintain their licenses through continuing education. Oh, I see what this is. I bet you don't. He does not see. You hate Jewish people, don't you, Kara? There it is. This is just like the camps. Wait, Heath, why did his dentist slap him? He went in for a kiss. Yeah, that tracks. He leaned first. He was looking at your teeth, man. We've been over this. Says you. 
And we're back. And now it's time for another reason psychiatry is fake. They say different things about different stuff the psychiatrists do. And sometimes they do that in court. Yes. And they, they catch somebody testifying. Explain this one to me. The claim is like, all right, they say one thing, but then they say the opposite depending on which side pays them. <laughs> yeah. But that would need to happen during the same case for the statement they just made to have any meaning, right? Like it's things are done on a literal case-by-case -case basis. <laughs> this is just another thing where they're like, it should be indicting the legal system instead of indicting the individual psychologists and psychiatrists who are serving as expert witnesses. Yeah. Like this whole movie hates our medical system and our legal system, but can't quite understand itself. So it's just psychiatrist's fault. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now it's time for a segment called Inventing Mental Illness. And it's about how diagnosis in psychiatry is fake. And we get, it's so stupid the way they start this. We get a scary montage of diagnosis words, just mm -hmm. real quick, just names of things that are very real for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is where they explain to us that mental illnesses are made up. They just... They just come up with them as opposed to other illnesses, which, of course, introduce themselves to epidemiologists like Charlotte the spider in Babe. <laughs> this is the part where I know that if I were unsuspecting and they had interviewed me for this movie but not told me what they were interviewing me for, they could take me out of context and put me in this section. And that's scary because what they're doing in this section is they're sort of taking the kernel of truth of like constructivist philosophy and they're running with it so far till it no longer exists. So yes, diagnoses are constructs. Of course they are. People developed diagnoses based on observation and based on evidence, but there's no like first principles of depression. <laughs> like right. people had to look at depression yeah. and be like, that seems like a thing right. based on all of these different components. And how do we codify that into a book and make sure that there's a checklist and say, okay, at this point, somebody's diagnosable, but before they meet those criteria, they're not diagnosable. They want like a priori psychiatry <laughs> It's like insane. Like I always tell people, and this is a huge part of my, my practice, labels, diagnoses are helpful until they're not anymore. For some people, finding out that you are on the autism spectrum is life-changing. It literally helps you understand yourself and understand how you interact with the world. But for some people, having a specific diagnosis can be stigmatizing and minimizing. Mm -hmm. But that has nothing to do with the point they're trying to make, which is that somehow we just made all this stuff up yeah. Right. I just kept writing in my notes, as opposed to what movie? Volcano as Demons. A, the answer is right, Volcano well, Demons, again, and volcano they're not going to say it because they're cowards. And to show how silly they get with this, they use the fact that the DSM has grown as, and changed around those definitions <laughs> as a bad thing, right? So in the first half of this argument, they're talking about like, they just made up the definitions of these things. Can you believe that? And then they're like, and then they changed the definitions of those things and adapted it for new information. And it's like, which of those things do you want them not to do? You have right. to You're doing one. piano stings after both. That's crazy. <laughs> they added new things to the book. Of course they did. Right. It's like homosexuality used to be in the DSM. There you go. It did. Yeah. And then they fixed it. <laughs> like, Are we mad at like 
the field of oncology when they find a new cancer and write it down. I don't understand right. any of this point. And then, then they, they move on to shit all over. I mean, as you mentioned, the DSM in detail. And they're like mad about all of it. They literally, there's a quote. I don't remember what it is, but it's something like, there's a code for everything. Like they get yes. all obsessive about the fact that the DSM has codes. But these are physicians who are minimizing psychiatry, but talking about real doctors in the same breath. And by the way... The DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, has 297 disorders in it. The most recent version. The ICD-10, which is the International Classification of Diseases, the book that has all the diseases in it, has 68,000 codes. Hmm. And I bet they just made them up too. It's like... <laughs> It's such a dumb argument. It's an insane, right? The argument. What number do they want it to be? What would know. they be cool with? Right. The <laughs> argument is like, if the DSM were accurate, there'd only be seven entries and they'd be perfect for every single person. One for each of Kant's 12 categories. What the fuck do they, <laughs> I don't understand. Right. Like, what do they think is real when it comes to mental illness? And what do they think is fake? <laughs> I don't, they never make that argument, do they? I think they think all of it is fake. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Which is which is pretty hard to take in, even here. Well, yeah, they're about to get to their whole thing about like, well, you can't measure it with, you can't measure depression yes. with a ruler, <sighs> so psychiatry is a lie. With a ruler? Yeah. <laughs> with a yeah. ruler. They, he says, they even admit they don't have lab tests for depression. And we're like, like, as if that's not like such an important field that people are actively trying to find biomarkers for this shit. Right. Yeah. Like, we wish we had that. Do you know how great it would be if we could figure out in advance what the biological, like, is it a dopamine thing? Is it a norepinephrine thing? Or is it more of a serotonin thing? Or is it a combination of those? Then we would know which drug class to treat with. I wish we had that. But we'd have to go into our brains to find out. Yeah. Yeah. The movie seems to think that, like, psychiatrists don't want it, right? It's like, no, no. Yeah, <sighs> but they accidentally show this, like, delightful Dutch guy who's a psychiatrist. And he's like, yeah, so I speak with people, tried to make them better. And the movie's like, fuck you. That's <laughs> nothing. You're a li you made that up. It. Where's your ruler? Liar. Please. Talking? You can't even turn a Yorkie straight. <laughs> yeah. It also completely ignores any of the like diathesis stress model, right? The biopsychosocial components of mental illness. It assumes that all mental illness is just fundamentally. It's like the same argument that they shit on 10 minutes ago about the chemical imbalance. Now they're acting as if that's the only argument. Right, exactly. And it's like, no, all of this stuff happens because of experience too. They're very confused. <laughs> They're well, very confused. They're they're about to run a sting operation. It's so fucking. Oh sick. god, I love this. This is a best. So they do a sting operation to catch psychiatrists not agreeing on everything they ever say, and but they cause it by lying to the psychiatrists to get them to say stuff. Right? Yeah. Right. So what they do is they hook a guy up with a secret camera, and then he says a bunch of symptoms to psychiatrists, and then we see footage of psychiatrists naming drugs. Now, to be clear, what could be said before they're speaking is, would you just name some drugs that I might be put on for depression, right? We have no idea what he said, and we don't know what symptoms he offered them. All we know is that these people are saying the names of drugs, and they're like, Psh, sounds pretty fake to me. Yeah. Right, and they, they don't even do this right. They're trying to show the doctors giving all different diagnoses and 
giving different drugs. But most of the ones they show actually say the same thing about the person who's going from doctor to doctor. It was ADHD with a little bit of depression, something like that. And most of the doctors said that. They couldn't even just, you know, edit it to make that look better for the movie. Yeah. They just forgot. I don't know. They literally accidentally show a consistency of care and they're like, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> name different drugs. We probably don't know what those mean. And again, I just want to be clear that the point of this section is, oh, these psychiatrists, they're so unsure. They don't know anything. And their answer is, we know it's the souls of the aliens who were frozen by Xenu and dumped into volcanoes on the ancient planet Earth. Like, just to be clear, that is the second half Accurate. of this pitch that they're setting up. Yeah, they just yep. never give it to us. They're hiding that part from us. Yeah. They also, like, really zero in on this one doctor who's like, well, you know, this isn't curative. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It's not curative. Yeah. Like, nobody ever claimed that my medication is curing my mental illness. The medication that I take is treating my mental illness. Like, go ask an endocrinologist if they cure diabetes. Right, right, exactly. Like, they don't do that. There are very few things in medical science that we can cure, mostly infections. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's medicine. I feel like this movie is just a giant exercise in sea lioning. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just fucking sea lioning me the whole time, and I'm getting stressed. Or sea orking you, if you will. <laughs> yeah. They think they're curing the brain with volcano demons. Again, that's the yep. claim, and the psychiatrists aren't. They're just being honest. They show a bunch of these doctors just being like, yeah, no, you can't usually, like, cure the brain. That's not the way anybody would ever say that. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a big montage. Okay, but Heath, what about MRIs and, like, brain scans and stuff? Those <laughs> seem pretty real. Are those just people taking random pictures of shit and it doesn't mean anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They claim that brain scans are also a hoax here. I really thought they'd be cool, that one. that That's like <laughs> the ruler, right? Like, they do measure some stuff. No, well, that's the problem, is that this entire time they've been like, Psh, there's no way of locating it in the brain. And we're like, actually, there's some really promising, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like some things actually have really predictable pathologies. And it's like, okay, you may, may not know this, it, you can be technically diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Like if you are showing signs, specific signs of dementia, you take the neuropsychiatric e evaluations, a neurologist will be like, this seems like Alzheimer's related dementia. Maybe we'll start Aricept. We'll talk about these different options. But like, it's not technically diagnosed mm -hmm. until autopsy because we don't really know if it's Alzheimer's or a different type of dementia until we can see the pathology, the plaques and tangles. Like, and we're not going to take a sample of somebody's brain while they're still alive. That's too invasive. Because you're afraid too. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but that actually is measurable. So the yeah. point they're making is like, I look at a leg bone, I see the big space, that's broken, that's real, I'm a real doctor. Show me the broken brain spot, but you're saying they actually can. They do can, they with, can. Certain, yes. with certain pathologies, yes, like schizophrenia, like certain types of dementia. And we're working on the other stuff too, but- also, it's like they're forgetting the important nuance here, which is that the brain is complicated. And they're literally trying to make that claim. Like, look, brain hard, psychiatry fake. Boo. Yes. Nerd. <laughs> Too much words. Yes. Their point is like the brain bone's more complicated than the leg bone. Therefore, <laughs> it's probably all fine up there. And then this is the point in the film where they say that 450 million people worldwide have a psychiatric diagnosis. Although I'm pretty sure they said a billion like a few minutes ago. 
think they yeah, did. Like they did hour, say a billion at the beginning of the movie. At the beginning. Well, since they've started this documentary, half of those people got better from, <laughs> right. from the documentary. <laughs> they're really helping. And so they're they're saying it as if like 450 million people worldwide have like like that's bullshit and made up. And can you believe it? And it's like, okay. And there have been 766 million laboratory confirmed cases of COVID. Right. And like mm-hmm. 1.6 billion people worldwide have allergies. What's your point? People <laughs> get sick. Right. Exactly. You know how many people died at Action Park and the soldiers across his... It doesn't... You're just naming numbers. It's so ridiculous the way they use numbers in this movie. Right. Nonsense. <laughs> All right. So from there, it's time for a segment called Kids in Psychiatry's Crosshairs. Boom, boom. Psychiatry is coming for your kids. Piano sting, indeed. <laughs> and it starts with this claim. I don't know. Maybe something like this is true, but they're adding lies to it. I'm certain. Psychiatrists met at the White House in 1950 to do something. According to the movie, it was to make schools into mental health clinics and then make a bunch of money on shock therapy and pills. Right. No, the White House did a conference on mental health in the 50s because so many kids were mentally ill and the schools didn't know how to handle it. That sounds reasonable to do. <laughs> yeah. That's like in what happened. Society. Yeah. It's actually like one of the most important moments in mental health care <laughs> right. in world history. Like I, I'm trying to think of another thing to compare it to. I mean, like other than like the school lunch program and the New Deal, like this program <laughs> and this meeting helped so many mentally ill children. Because again, what they're doing is they're like, can you believe they wanted to treat children? But we are all sitting in our modern brains being like, rabble, rabble, rabble. I heard on the internet that ADD is overdiagnosed. Not like kids with psychotic schizophrenia were just walking into class being like, an apple a day, you're a demon. Like there was no resources for kids. There was no resources for any of it. And like, we didn't notice when kids were being fucking brutally abused by their parent. Like there's a lot of, like we didn't see PTSD. We didn't see these trauma responses. There's a lot that kids go through. Right. (laughs) Like we need to be able to screen them for mental illness in school. Right. And again, what they're what they're against here is screening people for mental illness, checking to see if people have life endangering conditions. The only way this section could be sillier if they were like showing the lice checks you used to do in elementary school and being like invading the privacy of children's scalps. (laughs) 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 And they're obsessed with this this concept of like overdiagnosis of ADHD. And they say that like they interview some woman who's like we would diagnose them by setting a timer for 10 minutes and seeing if they could sit still. Like, why? That's not the DSM, like, criteria at all. That's, I don't, they just, like, made that up completely. Nobody like does that. how I would fail at meditation, and the meditation guy would be, like, mad because I couldn't sit still for 10 minutes. <laughs> but then it's, like, they're just making that same argument that we're seeing now, right? Like, why are there so many trans people all of a sudden? It's like, right, exactly. That's what <laughs> yeah. it is. We, because it's like again, safer to say I'm trans now. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and, and I do want to speak to the overdiagnosis of ADHD thing because, yes, there is an overdiagnosis of ADHD thing. No, it does not come from the psychiatric industry. It comes from parents. And <laughs> right. we could do an entire and podcast teachers sometimes. On, yeah. Right. It comes from sometimes parents and teachers, teachers sure. and, and the schooling culture, right? But it certainly does not come from psychiatry, the medical field, right? But the other thing that you have to understand is that kids who had ADHD, right? We are picturing Joey Pigs has swallowed the key when we think about ADHD. Kids who can't sit in their chair, 
right? Kids who roll around on the ground and all that kind of stuff. But ADD and ADHD have different presentations. And the answer before we started overdiagnosing all the kids was you are bad or you misbehave right. or you're stupid or you're wrong or you're, something is inherently wrong with you. You're a rebel. And those kids were just thrown out of society, right? Mm -hmm. And so while it's easy for us who benefit from modernity to look at overdiagnosis and say, well, this is a real problem. Some people are getting pills that don't need them. We're not taking into account the, again, thousands, if not millions of lives that have been saved and changed for the better because they got medication and diagnosis. Right. No, it's again, it's a net positive thing. And yeah, there's negatives inside of net positives. And that's what the movie does here. It's nonsense. Question though, is Adderall exactly the same as cocaine? Because I <laughs> no, think Adderall, they said that in the movie. <laughs> Adderall is amphetamine. I have a bottle of it on my, uh, on my kitchen counter. I nice. periodically take Adderall. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've done both of those drugs not prescribed. They're not the fucking same. No, they're not. They're not, they they are not are the close. same. I can confirm. Literally. So I take Adderall periodically because I have a sleep disorder. I don't take it for ADHD. I don't have ADHD, but I have something called idiopathic hypersomnia. So I'm like tired all the time, even if I get a good night's sleep. And so Adderall is also a wakefulness drug. You know, it, it can help with what neurologists think is going on in my brain, which is a lack of orexin. And the generic of Adderall, literally, it's on my counter. The bottle says amphetamine salts. Okay. Adderall is amphetamine. It's not cocaine. So you're doing crystal meth in a bottle on your counter. Is right. What it's not crystal meth. It's amphetamine. Do you smoke it out of one of those clear pipes? <laughs> nope. I take a quarter of a pill sometimes in the morning. Got it. Do you pay for it in a dollar that you colored green in a piece of paper that you colored green? I saw the wire, so I'm uh, picturing that you're... Nope. Nope. If everyone's not picturing the end of season one of The Wire where Kara is shooting me instead of that scene, I, I that's what I want. Exactly to that. Nicely <laughs> Thank done. Thank you. But they literally nicely done. They literally in this part are like Adderall is like cocaine and opium. Nope. <laughs> like, wow. Nope. Real not different presentation of opium. Yeah. Those are opposites. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Also, even if literally Adderall was the same as cocaine. It would be way better to have cocaine from regulated facilities right, from yeah. a doctor with exact dosing. Of course you should have that. Yeah, that's the thing. They talk about it. Like at one point, a person literally says this so-called medication. They're like blah, 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 street drugs. And then this so-called medication. And like the point that they're trying to make is that it's not medicine if it can be abused on the street. But drugs are drugs. Right. They can be taken as directed or not. Yeah. You can abuse almost All every drug out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look at Vicodin and the pain medication problem that we had in this country, right? All of us agree it was a problem. All of us agree it was a huge problem with overdiagnosis and overdelivery and pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff. No one's like, I'm pretty sure pain management isn't real, right? Right. There's Nobody's no trying to take it away from like, well, they actually are trying to take it away from cancer patients. It's very sad, actually. Yeah. But like when I was a kid, no lie, for fun, we took dextromethorphan. We would take coracidin. Cough medicine. Oh, shit. You were advanced as a kid. Yeah, I know. And have <laughs> <laughs> have a good old time on the weekends. It's fucking cough medicine. Yeah. People take it to suppress their coughs. But you could also get really fucked up on it. Like, that's how drugs are. They can be taken as directed or not. And you, you make an, a really amazing point about pain medication, which is post-pain medication, right? Post-Vicodin and post-sort of the Sackler family fucking a huge part of this country. Mm -hmm. Doctors now very often don't give people who need that pain medication the pain medication they need, 
right? Because they don't want to get in trouble. And... Yeah, I've had multiple people who are literally dying yeah. from their cancers. That's what I do for a living. I work with people who are dying of cancer. And I've had multiple people. The one sad scenario is that their doctors won't prescribe them the fentanyl that they need, which was literally designed for that purpose, which was cancer-related pain. Palliative care, right? Yeah, palliative yeah, right. care. And I've had another group of people who are afraid to take it because they don't want to get addicted, which I know right. sounds counterintuitive, but it's because of the rhetoric. Yeah, because yeah, they saw on the news that mm -hmm. someone put fentanyl on a dollar bill and then you wiped your nose and you died in yeah. your car. <laughs> it's so sad. Terrifying. It's so, it's... Ugh. And I want to point out that, like, this is also what we're seeing with psychiatric care as well, right? Yeah. Is that these tropes of psychiatric medicine being overdiagnosed and that you don't really need these drugs and, you know, oh, psychiatrists don't know what they're talking about. This leads to people who need this care not getting it, right? Like, it's, it's not just dumb misinformation. It's not just like, haha, these stupid Scientologists are trying to induct people into their cult. This is truly like, deadly misinformation. There's yeah. no safe way to spread this. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Also, there's a terrible politics message here, too. They claim that American schools went way down in the world rankings and they're trying <laughs> yeah. to say it, it coincided with ADHD and Adderall happening more. That's nonsense. Pretty sure the American school system got way worse because Republicans defunded everything with the word public at the beginning. It was not mm -hmm. Adderall making kids dumber. In fact, Again, I can tell you from experience, that shit makes you smarter, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They also, at one point, talk about, like, how a kid on Adderall shot up the school. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, or like, yeah. And it's like, okay, so school shooter took Zyrtec and ate a banana the morning of the massacre. Coincidence? I yeah, think exactly. not. Like, what? <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the saddest part, I thought, was, like, they interview these parents and the Chiron, it's not the saddest part, what I just said was the fucking saddest part, but on the Chiron, mm. it said father of child forced into psychiatric drugs or mother of child forced into... And I'm like, by who? By you. By you. Yep. You're the parent. <laughs> like, yeah. you make the decision as to whether your kid takes the drug or not. Right. And they're talking about how their kids took these drugs and then they did something bad or something bad happened to them. And I'm like, yeah, sounds like your kid needed psychiatric help. Yeah, that was the other thing. They, they're describing kids even before they started taking meds who were desperately needing like wraparound psychiatric services. Right. Like kids who would deeply benefited from inpatient care. Right. But again, because of the weird, crazy taboo we've created around inpatient care uh -huh. and because we picture people being strapped down to beds instead of like getting to color and talk to someone nice in group right they didn't get the care we need and then parents again i have nothing but sympathy for people who've had bad drug experiences but they're looking for someone to blame yeah right of course and that's what that is mm -hmm. yeah and then right after that some guy some talking head comes on the screen and he says so the big question is Qui bono? Who benefits? <laughs> the answer is, of course, psychiatrists benefit. This segment is called Psychiatry Hidden Influence. And they, <laughs> they claim that in little more than a century, they've infiltrated society, mm -hmm. which is meaningless nonsense. So has indoor plumbing and electricity <laughs> and dentistry without a hammer and a fucking chisel. It, that's nothing. It's like, ooh, we actually yeah. want to understand the mental health of our citizens. Scandalous. <laughs> right. That's the master plan. <laughs> but do you have any examples of like modern psychiatrists? What are what are modern psychiatrists up to these days? <laughs> Shut up. No, we're going to talk about the Nazis some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, this is where the thesis statement is revealed. 
if we have psychiatry, we won't need church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they give away the game here. Yeah. That, yeah. They fully do. They're like, people are just going to the doctor instead of praying, and this is bad. We need to get these people out of, you know, society. I love what they're referencing here, and they really just barely pass over it. What they're referencing is like religious mania, because in the like 1950s and 60s, a group of psychiatrists did say, hey, there's a huge problem of religious mania in this country. Can we include that in diagnostics? And because our senators are fucking crazy people, they were like, no, if someone says they're Jesus, you're not allowed to diagnose them with Jesusitis, which is why <laughs> yeah, it's true to this day. If someone has a religious delusion, you kind of, and again, Kara, you can speak to this much better. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. a sincerely held delusion, Eli? Yes. If someone has a sincerely that? held delusion, you have to like write about the other things they're delusional about. Fuck. Really? It's true. Like if somebody with schizophrenia or any other sort of like delusion solely claims that they are Jesus, but they don't show any other symptoms, that's not diagnosable. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) I know. Wow. So the good news is most people with paranoid schizophrenia or with these other like positive symptoms are going to show other signs. Right. And so we can get around it, yeah, by diagnosing these other signs. And there is something in there that says that they can have delusions of grandeur and like, like high levels of religiosity, but that can't be the sole defining characteristic. Yikes. Right. Which means some poor doctor has been sitting in a hospital room one day and the guy was like, well, I'm Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm here to save everyone's soul. And the doctor was like, mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the government? They're a bunch <laughs> of lizards. All right. Nice. There we go. There, there we I'm go. allowed to write that down. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were a senator for a second there. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Okay. So I did the Serbian war. What great segue, <laughs> Eli. Thank it was you. equally insane in the movie. <laughs> so the movie ran out of gas on that insane point they were trying to make. And then they were just like, remember fucking Bosnia, Milosevic? That was psychiatry too. Uh, Psychiatrist. This is in the wrong section though. Like, like it should have gone earlier, right? Like, I don't, yeah, it I'm feels angry like about when the they were doing the history, they would have <laughs> done remembered, it. They remembered the name Milosevic right now and somebody <laughs> yelled it out and they wrote it in the script. Yeah, it's and another thing, the part of the movie. Okay, well, and another thing, 9-11, psychiatry. 9-11. 9/11. I, again, was joking when I thought that or wrote it. To, nope, seriously, psychiatry did 9-11. Because look. They will make that point now. We've all heard about Osama bin Laden. And how he orchestrated 9-11. But actually, it was his buddy, the psychiatrist. Yeah. (laughs) Bet you didn't know Al-Qaeda's run by a bunch of shrinks. That guy had some Adderall and a banana that day. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I'm just picturing all the like mental health professionals I know sitting in like a half circle at an Al-Qaeda thing being like, okay, great. I just want to bring what I'm coming into the room with today to this Al-Qaeda meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to breathe in this space. This is so good. <laughs> I really want to reverse stack today, everybody. <laughs> they make this weird claim here that psychiatrists and psychologists can, quote, turn average men into mass murderers, which is a thing we just said that isn't made up at all. Yeah. Yep, they do say, okay, so they seem to be saying that psychiatry is fake. That's the point of the movie, except for bad stuff. Yeah, except for which, that it's also all powerful. It's like super powerful, <laughs> so we can use it. I don't think they realized they contradicted their whole thing there. It's the box that he put his daughter in and she came out a mass murderer. Wrong color lights. (laughs) And by the way, everybody listening, Eli sent me a link 
to where we meet to do this recording. Yeah. And the title of the email is <laughs> The End of Kara's Sanity. Yep. And he changed the terminal part of the URL of the link to GAM404 Kara did 9-11. Kara did 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in the NSA database now. That's all out there. <laughs> oh, one second. Sorry. I'm just on domainsgoogle.com to see if Kara did 911.com is available. Kara scoop it. Kara scoop it. it. You have five seconds. Oh, Kara did 911.com. Too slow. Oh, what, what have we always fun. said? Um, so, yes, dot love. You need to have love. a GoDaddy tab open whenever you're recording. At all times, Kara, that's Fuck. on you. So wait, That's this on is, you. This is also the point where for some reason we come back around to the teen screen thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. Is this real? Yeah. Yeah, this is real. And it's great. And a guy literally said, he said these words, like they're talking about this, this again, this thing where they screen school-age children for mental illness and suicidality. That's what that teen screen sounds was. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, it's one of the, quote, scariest things I've ever heard of. Really? Yeah. You talked about, <laughs> yeah. like... Milosevic just now in your movie. <laughs> the, the Holocaust was in your movie. Slavery? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Nope. Yes. But screening children for suicidality, very scary. Also, they said, quote, we don't have an epidemic of mental illness. We have an epidemic of psychiatry. And that's really Boom. the thesis statement, right, of the movie. Yeah. Mental Boom. illness isn't real. We make it up so that we can treat people with drugs and then we can turn them into mass murderers. Well, first you did it so you could kill them but that was then you wanted to tie them up real good and now you drug them phase next three profit, profit. yep yeah. <laughs> yeah and and you make six dollars an hour on the slumps yeah. of Florida. i don't know how you you really fucked it up can i say kara you really wrong you really you were on tv i don't know what figure, happened figure your shit out you're like the worst illuminatus ever can i say you played the wrong brain games <laughs> <laughs> that was the show she was a host on. Brain games, everybody. All right. I think it's time for the big finale. Spoiler, it's a 10-minute commercial for a nonprofit that's a Scientology front that we were talking about earlier, the CCHR, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights Scientology front. It is. This final section is so bizarre mm -hmm. because it's that early 2000s, like, bum, 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 bum. Here at the CCHR, we do everything we can to stop people from raping children with their mind-killing drugs. Bum, 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 bum. This is Susan. She's in charge of distributing our posters. Bum, 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 bum. We have cake for everyone's birthday. Oh, hello. Bum, 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 bum. Ridiculous. Yeah, and this is where they mention that they have a physical museum of this movie. Yeah. The title of this movie is also the title of a museum they have in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, I drive by it all the time. Yikes. Yeah, I thought the movie was over at this point because it was fucking over. It and then was. there was 10 more fucking <laughs> minutes. I just didn't watch it. I'm sorry. I hate you guys too yeah. much. I couldn't do it. That's fair. Okay. Well, you didn't find out that you should smash that like and subscribe button for the CCHR. Subscribe button, right? And come visit their beautiful campus <laughs> and see all the things. And then I just have to talk about the final line of the movie because it makes me so happy. The last talking head says... And this is Cezaz, the guy who killed himself. He says, only when we get rid of psychiatrists. I'm paraphrasing. He says, only when we get rid of psychiatrists will we have an honest assessment of psychiatry. Really? <laughs> says the psychiatrist. So, yes. So the, that was his plan, was to get rid of himself so that we yeah. could have an honest 
Yikes. And to be fair, he nailed it. Okay. That ended with a genocide suggestion? Two for two. (laughs) Including a suicide? Cool. Great movie. Learned a lot. Awesome. What would you say? Let's be as fair as possible. What would you say is the best argument you heard today in this movie? Definitely. um, Mental illness is fake news, I think. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's catchy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kara did 9-11. Because I do believe that. And I'll be working on a website this weekend about it. Check it out. (laughs) Check out my Wix site, everybody. (laughs) That's going to do it. Got on mid-journey. Oh, God, no. Putting a lot out there. Yeah. Definitely check out that website. But that is going to do it for psychiatry, an industry of death. But that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we found another amazing movie for next week. And I'm so excited. Eli, I'm not going to be able to say it. What's on deck? What's on deck? Well, he, next week, as you know, is the most glorious time of year (laughs) and certainly the most religious for us here. We'll be watching Fast 10. Fast 10. Fast 10. Yes. Fast and the Furious. It is the 10th. 10th. One. Movie. In theaters. We're seeing it the night before it technically releases. So Mm -hmm. we can record it the day it releases. Wait, what does this have to do with god-awful movies? There's God in it. They wear religious. a cross. There's a cross there's a right Catholic. on the fucking... Vin Diesel, oh, shut up! You made a dog gay today, Carol. <laughs> what do you know? Honestly, honestly, I just am grateful that I don't have to join you guys for this. Thank you. Come on, this would Thanks. be the most delightful of the all the movies we've ever asked you to watch. Vin Diesel? Would not. It would be painful. He's family. Deeply painful. She doesn't it's about know. family. You don't know anything she about family. family. You don't know about family and loyalty. <laughs> the Rock Dwayne Johnson. All right. Well, with that to look forward to, which I am shaking, <laughs> shaking for, we're going to bring episode 404 to a merciful close. Huge thanks to Kara for joining us. Kara, thanks again. Mm. Wow. Okay. The noise <laughs> at the end gets so rough. Silent treatment. I get it. Kara, where can people get your book of lies? Ooh, yeah. Any one of the 50... URLs that Eli has purchased. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm going to direct. Kara did 911. Yeah, oh, book. okay. Go. I was like, oh, I got to make a whole website, but no, I'm just going to do it to the book page. Everybody, no, you can get you you can get our book anywhere books are sold. Yeah, okay. if you want to buy Kara's book, places. there you go. Just go to karadid911.com and make sure so you much. leave an, a five star Amazon review that says how good the book is, <laughs> even though Kara did 911. There you go. Okay. Perfect. Hey, everybody. I know it's Patreon and we're asking a lot of favors this month, but. I hate you so much. (laughs) Come on. You know how you all made it so that when you Google Michael Marshall, bigjizzymancow.com comes up? I need this from you. This is so much worse than I love skinbooks.com. Oh, that's right. Good reminder that you can also go to iloveskinbooks.com. I got so many Kara websites. I'm in all seriousness, all. love this book edit. You're, you're debunking so good, lies yeah. in this field, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. And of course, a big thanks to our Patreon donors for all the generosity. If you'd like to help support the show, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That'll get you early access to an ad-free version of every episode. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist, Citation Needed, The Skeptocrat, and D&D Minus, available in all those podcast places. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Karen and Eli, I'm Heath. Promise to work hard, turn another chunk next week. Until then, 
We'll leave you with the Animal House close. Scientology continued to build empty churches all over the world, so their membership of 25,000, <clears> not three and a half million as they claim, have a place to go when their pesky <laughs> hallucinations and delusions and intrusive thoughts pop up. Because they're definitely not symptoms of mental illness, just, you know, like, of course not. like itchy soul, just like yep. soul itchies. Mental illness is fake. Yep. Also, if you get offered an e-meter reading by a Scientologist, like on a subway, for example, Grab those two metal dicks and start making noises like a demon. It's a real fun time. <laughs> Kara's co-editor had a lot of really pointed questions about their <laughs> recent increase in Amazon reviews. You're welcome. Kara did 911.com. Your ability to read the blurbs at the top of studies, those are called abstracts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. This is what we this is why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> what did you call them? Abstracts. We're you know the talky method. part when the talky front, <laughs> front oh, science. Okay. Introduction. Monologue. Um, the opening monologue. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Okay. <laughs> that was brutal. All right. <laughs> Heath, you have to stop. <laughs> he will not stop. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.